This episode is brought to you by Dedicated Presentation Solutions, the one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs. So in case you're interested in starting a podcast and filming yourself live as your team drafts a quarterback in the first round while you have the reigning MVP, you could do that. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It's just another mock draft Friday. No, it doesn't sound as good. Grassi, and today we're going to be diving into our second mock draft of the season. This one with some trades. Before we get to that, I do want a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First, over on the Patreon side of things, we have Ho Pie Smile. A big shout out and thank you to you. And over on the YouTube side of things, we have Stooge 101. A big shout out and thank you to you both. Now, before we get to the mock draft, you know that Tom Grassi doesn't really take on a whole lot of sponsors. However, we do have a sponsor for today's video and that is Dedicated Presentation Solutions started by my very good friend, Tim. Tim, the owner of DPS, is not only just a great friend of mine, but he actually set me up with my very first podcasting setup all those years ago when I had no idea what I was doing in podcasting. Some would argue I still have no idea. And he has now turned it into a thriving business with over a decade in the industry. Tim is here to basically service all of your podcasting needs. Tim has even put together a bundle featuring the exact same equipment that I use today, same soundboard, same mics and everything, so you could just plug it in and get ready to go. Not only will Tim work to get the best prices for you and fit whatever budget you need, but he will also hold your hand and walk you through the entire process on how to actually use the equipment. Trust me, I made a lot of phone calls when I first started. And when you're all ready to check out, if you use the coupon code PACCAST, you will get 10% off. And that is not just exclusive to podcast equipment, that is anything on the site. So whether you're working from home or thinking about starting a podcast of your own, head on over to dedicatedpresentation.com and check out the PACCAST audio podcast podcasting kit for everything you need to get up and running. And again, use the coupon code PACCAST for an additional 10% off at checkout. For more information on dedicated presentation solutions, you can check out the link in the description below. So last week, we did the first mock draft of the season, and there wasn't as many death threats as I thought there were going to be. So this week, we're going to jump into the mock draft once again. If you want to see the more in-depth one, you can look at last week. I break down like team needs and everything like that. This week, I'm just going to go for the team. We're going to include some trades. Going to give you a brief explanation as to why I have this team picking this player at this position. And so with that being said, let's jump into it. Starting off with number one, still no surprises here because there's no reason to change it. And that is the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting QB Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. This is a no-brainer here, even though I will say... Things got a little bit interesting this past week. Trevor Lawrence had an interview, and he in the interview, he was explaining like how he doesn't really have a chip on his shoulder, and there was like some testimony that said, like, oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence could like leave football today, and he'd be okay. And I just got to say, if I was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan and I heard that, I'd be like, oh, that's... um. That's fun. Like, how many terrible seasons is it going to take for Trevor Lawrence to be like, yeah, I'm just done now. And I'll have to say that that's probably going to be karma because that's what you get from moving on from Gardner Minshew. 
so enjoyed your long-haired friend for now. Because the mustache, he's going to move on. He's going to go and do great things. And you are just going to be longing for his return. And he will look back and whisper, No. Number two, no changes here from last week either. You got the New York Jets, a desperate need of a quarterback. And I think they will be going to get QB Zach Wilson from BYU. I think arguably... He's the second best quarterback in the draft. He definitely impressed folks with his pro day, and it seems that this is who the Jets have been targeting for quite some time. Number three, you got the San Francisco 49ers trading up, and again, here comes this conversation. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Last week, I said it was Justin Fields. This week, I'm still saying it's Justin Fields. It just makes too much sense. I think he sits behind Jimmy G for a season because he's still under contract, and unless they try to trade him, but I think that they're going to wind up sitting him. He gets to learn the game. The guy apparently has a ridiculously high football IQ. I don't believe this whole conjecture of, oh, he's falling down the draft boards. I think Justin Fields is the pick here. Number four, you got the Atlanta Falcons. I said last week that there's a good chance they trade out of this position, but the longer I sit here and think about it, the longer I think that they're just going to still go with Kyle Pitts, unless someone is willing to sell them like everything. And they're like, here, just take all my picks then I, I think it just makes sense to go for a potential generational player and arguably one of, if not the best player overall in the draft. I said this last week that Matt Ryan can still play through for over 4,500 yards and over 25 touchdowns, and that offense can still be potent with guys like Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and you add a weapon like Kyle Pitts. Yes, that defense most definitely needs help, but they'll address that later in the draft, I'm assuming starting in the second round. So unless a team is going to blow them away with an offer, I think the Falcons stay right here and they select Kyle Pitts. Number five, no changes here for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't believe they're going to go with Jamar Chase, even though they have the Joe Burrow-Chase connection. I still think they're going to go with tackle here because they really need to protect Joe Burrow. And because of that, they'll go with Panay Sewell from Oregon, the best offensive tackle in the draft, because it really doesn't matter who Joe Burrow can throw to if he's constantly on the ground. Number six, again, no changes here. My top six are staying strong. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins going after Jamar Chase, the best wide receiver from LSU, the best wide receiver in the entire draft, and it gives Tua a nice weapon to throw to. Maybe the Dolphins uh, they make a playoff run this year. I mean, they could have last year, but teams were like, no. You don't get in. Meanwhile, the NFC East actually had someone representing that division in the playoffs. So that's what you get for being in the AFC. Number seven, you got the Detroit Lions. And here's where I'm going to make some changes from last week. Last week, I had them go after linebacker Micah Parsons. And it made sense to me because you thought about last year during the draft and they could have gone with Okuda or they could have went with Isaiah Simmons. They went with Okuda. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe they'll go linebacker here. But here, I'm going to make a little switcheroonie here, and I say they're going to go wide receiver. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Jones. And so it just makes sense for them to potentially get a top wide receiver for Jared Goff to hopefully throw to, and that is going to be wide receiver Devonta Smith from Alabama. Gets one of the best wide receivers, and it gives Jared Goff, honestly, just some help because, I mean, that offensive line needs help too. But, I mean, like, at least there's something for Jared Goff to look forward to. I don't have a lot of confidence in Jared Goff on the Lions. Then number eight, we got a trade alert! Sound the alarm! Cue the graphic! 
Wait, I don't, I don't have a graphics guy, so this is awkward. The Carolina Panthers, who currently hold the number eight spot in this mock draft, I say they're going to trade out of it because they don't need a QB. They got Sam Darnold. I know you never thought that <laughs> that sentence would ever be put together in the English language, but I say that they are going to trade this pick for a first, a third, and maybe even next year's first or second, to the New England Patriots. The Patriots who were overly aggressive in free agency. I say they're overly aggressive in the draft and they trade up to get their guy. And with the eighth overall pick, I have the New England Patriots going after their QB of the future and getting Mac Jones from Alabama. Now, why do I have the Patriots trading up in this spot? Well, I was thinking about it this way. Yes, you could have someone potentially trade with like the Falcons, the Bengals, the Dolphins, or the Lions, but it's really just getting ahead of a team like the Denver Broncos who are in position to draft a QB. So I think the Patriots, they're more than likely to get super aggressive. Other teams that qualify for this is maybe the Broncos decide to trade up even further. Maybe you have the Washington football team decide to trade up. Who knows? Maybe you see a huge surprise and see the Steelers decide to do it. But I think the Patriots have shown that they're willing to really reinvigorate this franchise after having a losing season and they're like wait a minute this is this is not what it's supposed to be and so i say the patriots make big money moves and they trade up to the number eight spot to get their franchise qb number nine you got the denver broncos now i had them going after trey lance and he is still on the board in this mock draft however i'm gonna do a little switcheroonie i think that they are going to keep drew Locke for at least right this second. Maybe they decide to go after like Kyle Trask in like the second round or they trade back into the first. I also think that they could use a corner here. So I think honestly, you could see Patrick Sertan at this spot, but I think they're actually gonna go with offense because they actually do need a tackle. And so here, I think they're gonna go with one of the best tackles in the draft. And that is Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. I know that this is not like a flashy pick. It's not a QB or it's like a top corner, but if they wind up drafting a QB or whether they settle with Drew Locke, they're gonna need someone to protect him. So I think that they're gonna go with Slater here. Number 10, a pick that is going to remain the same. You got the Dallas Cowboys. They need a corner real, real bad and a potential head coach, but they're going to go with corner here, Patrick Sertan from Alabama. The Cowboys fill a massive hole in their secondary and make that defense somewhat okay. That's the highest rating that I could possibly give their defense. Number 11, you got the New Jersey Giants. They could go after a linebacker, a corner, offensive tackle. They could go after wide receiver. Last week, I had them going after a tackle. This week, I'm having them go after that same tackle. It just makes a sense to me. With Saquon Barkley coming back, you need to protect Daniel Jones. They're going to get Christian Darisoff from Virginia Tech. It, it just makes too much sense to me. They could go for those other positions, but I mean, fill a need. I know that they drafted tackle really early last year, but it did not seem to help. Number 12, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week, I had them going after Devonta Smith, wide receiver. I had them sticking with wide receiver here, but obviously Smith had been taken by the Lions at this point, so they will go with Jalen Waddle from Alabama. They get a surefire weapon for Jalen Hurts, building back up that wide receiver core after they got Jalen Rager last year in the first I think this makes a lot of sense and makes that offense a little bit more potent. Number 13, we got another trade. We got another one. Really got really to pay a graphics guy. The Chargers were supposed to pick here, but I think you're going to make some money moves from the Chicago Bears. Trading on up. Of course, giving up this year's first, and then maybe giving up a little second rounder, maybe even a first next year. Going up and getting their QB. Last week, I had 
The Bears get in the corner. Made a lot of sense. Replacing Kyle Fuller. Here, they get a franchise QB because, you know, how they had a whole bunch of tight ends last year. Now they're just going to have a whole bunch of quarterbacks. They're going to have Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and now from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. Because he gets to sit behind two, two overpaid quarterbacks and learn from them. I just want to see them give up more draft picks for a QB, so this might be bias. Number 14, you got the purple incarnation of Satan, and that is the Minnesota Vikings. I had them going with Jason Owe, the edge rusher from Penn State last week. I'm going to change it up a little bit here. And instead, I'm going to have them still go with an edge rusher, and I'm going to have them go with Quiddy Pay from Michigan. I think edge rusher is still a big need for them. They do need to address that secondary a little bit more. They could also go after an offensive lineman, but I think they do need to build that defense back up, and I think Pay is a good pick here. Number 15, you got the Carolina Panthers after they traded back with the New England Patriots, and I think that if the Panthers are able to pull this off, this is amazing for them. I'm going to have them go with linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State because, boy, they need a replacement for Luke Keekley. And this is just a home run for them. If they're able to snag a whole bunch of future picks and they're able to get their linebacker, yeah, the Carolina Panthers had themselves a good draft. Number 16, you got the Arizona Cardinals. I had them going with corner last week with Greg Newsom. I'm having them go corner this week. But this one is going to be J.C. Horn from South Carolina. They lost a few pieces in that secondary in the offseason. This fulfills a need, and they get one of the better corners in the draft. Number 17, you got the Vegas Raiders. Last week, I had them going with a defensive tackle, Christian Barmore from Alabama. This week, they're going to address the other side of the line because they do need a tackle, and they're going to get Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Now, they've invested in that defense over the past couple of years, and now I think they're just going to build on that offense a little bit more. They get a surefire tackle who's going to be an immediate starter, get some depth there, and it's hopefully going to keep Carr from being murdered back there. Number 18, you got the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people think that they could potentially go running back here, but I'm actually going to have them go defense here and who the Raiders picked last week. I'm going to have to go with defensive lineman Christian Barmore from Alabama. Obviously, they went and got Jamar Chase, but now they're going to sure up that defense a little bit. But with all that money that's spent in the secondary, now they're putting some draft capital into that defensive line. Number 19, you got the Washington football team. I'll have them go wide receiver once again here. Instead of Jalen Waddle, though, they will be going with Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Give Fitzmagic somebody to throw to, and he'll just make beautiful, beautiful magic all season long to like a 9-8 record because 9-7 doesn't exist anymore. Number 20, you got the LA Chargers. I had them go CB last week. They're going to continue going corner this week. This one, they're going to go after Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Again, Farley has been falling down draft boards because of his injury. He does need to get back surgery. However, if healthy, he is one of the best corners to come out of this draft. And I think that if he's healthy, this is an absolute steal for the Chargers. They're able to replace Casey Hayward. It just works out. Number 21, you got the Indianapolis Colts. Last week, I had them going after a wide receiver. This week, I'm actually going to have them go after an edge rusher because while that defense is good and they could go after a corner potentially like maybe Greg Newsom, they need a little bit more depth at edge and plus they've had some people leave and so I think they're going to go with Jason Owe here from Penn State. Guy is super duper fast, ran a ridiculous 40 time, is a great athlete, 
and it is somebody who could fit right into that defense. Number 22, you got the Tennessee Titans. I had them addressing secondary last week with a safety. This week, I'm going to have them address the secondary, but it's going to be with a corner, and that's going to be Greg Newsom. And here's where I think there could be a trade. There is potential that the Packers trade up to 21 again with the Colts to go and snag Newsom. I would not be surprised about that at all. But here, I let things play out the way that they were going to. The Titans make that secondary a little bit better because that defense was embarrassing last year and they get a really polished corner. Number 23, you got the New Jersey Jets picking once again because of the Seattle Seahawks. Last week, I had them going with wide receiver, but this week, I had them going defense, picking an edge rusher, and that's going to be Jalen Phillips from Miami. He's been rising up draft boards as of late. He provides a much-needed pass rush for that New Jersey Jets team, and I think Phillips would fit right in. Number 24, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's so many things that they could do at this pick. They need offensive line. They need quarterback. They need a running back. But because they had a bunch of guys leave this past offseason in free agency on that defense, I think they're going to address the edge position again, and they're going to go with Aziz Ohulare from Georgia. I originally had him going to the Bills, but I think he's one of the best edge rushers left on the board, and it allows that Pittsburgh defense not to depreciate too much. Number 25, you got the Jacksonville Jacksonville. Jaguars, once again, last week I had them going after a wide receiver for Trevor Lawrence. This week I have them addressing that secondary, going with Trayvon Merrick from TCU. I see him being one of the few safeties that are actually drafted in the first round at 25. I think there's great value there. They fulfill a need because that defense is a shell of what it once was. Great pick for the Jaguars. Number 26, you got the Cleveland Browns. Last week and this week is the same pick for me because I think if this guy is here at 26, it's a no-brainer. They're going to go with Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. As I talked about last week, that defense definitely could be top 10 this year, and I think that Koromoa could actually put him up there. Number 27, we got a mini trade! Mini trade! We're going to do it! Mini trade here! Green Bay Packers. I'm going to pick at 27 instead of 29. They'll give up like a fourth or something to the Baltimore Ravens. Here... I think the the Packers could, again, be more aggressive and trade up for Greg Newsom, but to get ahead of the New Orleans Saints, who are also in desperate need of a corner, I think the Packers are going to trade up here, and they're going to go a corner Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. Now, I will be honest. I'm not like 100% sold on this pick. We talked about Asante Samuel Jr. I'd feel more comfortable with him going in the second round. And I can see a guy like Javon Holland actually going here instead. But Asante Samuel Jr., even though he's a little bit undersized, has great ball skills, is a ball hawk, is constantly in that vicinity. Sometimes feels like he should be a wide receiver because he's basically anticipating the routes that well. And so I think the Packers address a very drastic need at corner here and they go and get their guy. Number 28, you got the New Orleans Saints. And while I would originally have had them go corner, if the Packers didn't trade up here, I'll have them go wide receiver and get Kadarius Toney from Florida. Will be a nice weapon next to Michael Thomas and keep that offense humming. Number 29, you got the Baltimore Ravens, and I have them going wide receiver as well, going with Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU, one of the more solid guys in the draft. I would really not have any qualms picking him. I think his ceiling is not incredibly high, but I think that you are getting a solid wide receiver too, right from the get-go, and oh boy, oh boy, do the Ravens need a wide receiver. Number 30, you got the Buffalo Bills. I had them go an edge last week, but they're going to go with a different edge this week, and they're going to go with Gregory Russo from Miami. He's another guy who has been showing up draft boards. I think there's some great value here. That defense 
Pirates really underperformed last year, though they got better as the season went on. But here, they'll provide some depth at that position right at the end of the first round. Number 31, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. I had them going tackle with Walker Little last week. And the reason being is because Walker Little has a bunch of question marks since he really hasn't played for quite some time and has had some injuries. And so I'm going to have them go with Tevin Jenkins instead from Oklahoma State. Has given up very, very few pressures in his college career, and the Chiefs desperately need somebody along that offensive line. And then finally, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had them go edge last week, but this week I'm actually going to have them reach a tiny bit because he's a hybrid guy, and and I think he could go at the end of the first round, and that is Javon Holland from Oregon. Oregon. He's played as a safety, he's played as a slot corner, and he has excelled in both of those areas. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Packers go after him even earlier, but if this guy falls into the Buccaneers' lap, I mean, he is just such a versatile guy that could be moved around that backfield, and we already know how good that Buccaneers' defense is. This just makes them even better. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel? Do you think that these mocks are realistic remember it's it's all fun nobody knows literally nobody knows no one knows anything it's just we're just throwing a whole bunch of darts at the board and hope we don't hit people in the eye let me know what you think you can always find me at tomgrassycomedy.com or tomgrassycomedy all social media see down below check out podcasts on soundcloud itunes google play music spotify and of course youtube and a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash tomgrassycomedy and the youtube members but thank you so much for watching i'm tom grassy and as always Go Pack Go!